Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. Living large in New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. Our co-host today, William Jeffries. And our producer, Dave Anderson. And today we'll be talking about the bus factor and things to do before you walk out the street not knowing where the bus is coming from. (laughs) 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 This is a common problem for software developers, not looking when you're crossing a street, like probably checking your phone. Uh, So that's the topic for this episode. Right. I mean, you, you want to debug before you get to work. And what better way to do that when you're on your phone and checking and not looking across the street when the light is still yeah. red. Checking the PR. Checking the P. Yeah. I don't know. Um, does anyone ever check their PRs on their phone? I think my phone screen is big enough where I could just hit the green button like when I'm ready to merge something or ready, rather ready to approve something. But what to do? <laughs> what am I to do if I do that while walk crossing the street and then getting hit by a bus? Wow. We need to we need to do something. <laughs> you're, a, you're a father. Yes. I need to watch out. Yeah. It's more than just the code base people. That's a, that's a good so starting like, place. Wait, why don't we have a definition of what the bus factor is? I, so the bus factor is the number of people who would have to get hit by a bus before nobody knew how to maintain your code base anymore. Okay, so do you want that number to be high, right? That's the idea? Yes. Yeah. Brutal, but yes. You want more people to get hit by a bus before you can maintain your base <laughs> <laughs> anymore. <laughs> like, uh, what is the right number? Uh, five? I don't know. Ten? Twenty? I think it depends on your code base, but I mean, if, it, if the bus factor is one, you're in big trouble. And for a lot of code bases, the bus factor is one. That's true. Yeah. Sometimes for recording, the bus factor is one where I, I, I've, I've forgotten to hit record. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's uh, it's like, oops, sorry, guys. Got hit by that bus <laughs> in a metaphorical sense. <laughs> yeah. Got to record again. <laughs> We're all recording right now, yes. right? Is that safe to say? Cool. Yeah. That's just making just making sure. So, um, so now we got the definition. We know that we want to keep a high number bus factor. So, in the event that more people on the team get hit by a bus, that's a problem. It wouldn't be a problem. Or if you want to look on the bright side, maybe they win the lottery mm. and they go buy a private island and live there, oh. where there's no buses, as far <laughs> away from any buses as possible. <laughs> yeah. So you want a high lottery number i guess is what we're saying <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. tips on how to win the lottery i'll bring it back to a morbid situation but like if your entire team <laughs> was in an elevator shaft after coming back from lunch <laughs> oh wait oh my God. This, is, this is inspired by a real life yeah, scenario yeah, well, kind of i've had a project manager separate us at, <laughs> at elevator shafts because of this it's like yeah. presidential succession. You can't have everybody in line in the room at the same time. No, 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 no. Don't do that. So that's the bus factor. Right. So um <laughs> off uh so I'll ask, I'll I'll bring it up. So we want to have that number as high as possible. What are some ways that we can think of right now to to increase that that comes into mind, first off? Uh besides cloning, which is has dubious moral quandary associated with it um like we we like to advocate for pair programming Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna take that one we've talked about it a bunch there's so many episodes i'm covered in tattoos Mm -hmm. about pair programming um episodes that we've done and yeah so like that helps by 
having a continuous feedback between two people where you are sharing information continuously about the problem you're working on right now and also the context that you share or the context that may be unique to you that you separately know like you all uh, each bring like different experience with the system and other systems that help even out your bus factor there's a trick that they use in the finance industry to prevent embezzlement and other kinds of financial fraud uh, where they'll make bankers take like a month of vacation where they're totally locked out of the system and can't touch anything because you know if you're in the system you can cover your tracks but if you're if you're missing for a month then you know it's then usually something will come out something will come to light and so one strategy is make sure that your people take vacation long chunks of vacation and that they do not have access to the system while they're gone because the same thing will happen only for siloed knowledge and manual processes that only that person is able to do where you'll realize oh actually turns out that there's i don't know some monthly job that runs on the database and if this person isn't around to you know coax it it is going to crash in in a way that affects users and then you find that out and everybody else on the team learns and documents how to do that properly so that that's no longer contributing to your boss factor. I, I do love that idea because it, it's very much more positive than anything we've been talking about prior to this. Like, it's like, yes, just take a vacation and relax and just like lean. put them in jail with no access to computers. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. Let's bring it down a notch. That's, that's what we were before. You know, um, no, Bobby's going, this person's going on their honeymoon. Let's bring it back to the lightness of it. You go to honeymoon. Oh, yeah. Marry. Yeah. Well, again, yeah, and like, you know, <laughs> their their marriage will be very short if they bring a computer with them. <laughs> yes, so yes. for the interests of their uh, work-life balance, the bus factor and their marriage, like, yeah, don't, don't let them work. And I, I, I think that's kind of a great, like healthy attitude too, about like Millie, you mentioned, Hey, if something goes wrong, then the team will learn about it. And it's not like blaming it's, like, oh, okay, like we didn't know that we didn't know this or that this was the only guy who knew it. Hopefully, unless you know about it and then you're, <laughs> that's your own problem. But yeah, but it's like, okay, like let's let's figure it out and then move on, document it. Yeah, I think uh, both William and Dave brought up the idea of documentation. Uh, I've I found that to be uh, helpful for me. What tends to happen, especially like when learning new code bases that I'm unfamiliar with, is that I try to keep like a journal, if you will, like a tech journal of like what I'm learning or like these little tidbits of code that I need to remember or kind of understand. And I have them on the side and I read them every so often. And then I would try to then put them in documentation uh, preferably in like source code, whether it's like a markdown that someone can read if necessary, or uh, I've used in the past something like a storybook, I think it's called. Uh, it's like the React third party library that allows you to make these components like in a sandbox like uh, environment. Um, and it, it allows you to document uh, things that way, and you can like play around with it in this little sandbox thing. But the last place I would try to document, which I feel like would be the a good place to do it, is in comments. But I know that comments can get old and stale 
And I tried not to do that. And then like keep updating the document that's in source code in Markdown can be a little bit harder, but I feel like it's always misleading when you try to leave comments like for things that you want people to understand and know. Yeah, I would agree. I would say the one exception is if you are using your comments to generate the documentation automatically with a tool like Yardoc or Swagger, in which case that's preferable than just having the documentation live in a wiki far from your code. It's at least more likely to be updated if it's next to the code. But definitely actually writing clean code that's easy to follow and doesn't need a ton of documentation is a, a better approach, along with uh, robust test coverage that effectively documents behavior as well as preventing things from breaking. This is one of the reasons why I love tools like RSpec, which are much more verbose and that give you an opportunity to say in plain English what it is that the feature is supposed to do or what it is that the method is supposed to do. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Like RSpec, um, is, it, it's like documentation that you interact with and you see run on all of your PRs and you run it locally and hopefully you're, you're living it and breathing it. And I think that's something that Storybook also has in common with it as well, where it's like very interactive and um it can, it can also be used to generate like some kind of documentation about like the inputs and outputs and different use cases of your components and functions and uh you know styles and uh, i think it's kind of nice because it's it's uh something that everyone can kind of see and know about even if they're non-technical Another thing that I think can help with bus factor is team rotation. A lot of times somebody builds something and then because they're on the team, anytime anything breaks or needs to be added or changed in that area of the code base, they're like, oh, have Dave do it. He wrote that. He knows it well. And the problem with that is that then Dave knows it even better and even better and even better. And everybody continues to, everybody else continues to not know it at all. So if you rotate Dave off of the team, all of a sudden, the next time a story comes along that affects that part of the code base, you know it's not Dave who gets assigned to it. And it's like a little bit easier than having mandatory vacation where people are totally cut off because people can still be like, hey, Dave, can you pair with me on this? I don't know how to do it. I agree. I do not want to be that. We've talked about that before, that symptom before. We've uh, in, in the classic case of the Time Lord, uh, where it's like, oh, I do not understand how time zones work, and this is very confusing. So uh, you, the time lord, shall handle the time zone issues henceforth, uh, and that's not fun. That's not fun. Uh, it, it's better like to kind of share the context and spread it around. But like, it is it is tough sometimes because like you you want to like optimize for speed sometimes. It's like, oh, I want to, I just want to get it done quickly. So like. If we just have Bobby do it, then it'll be faster. But that's like kind of a fallacy that may catch up to you because like, you know, that person may become a bottleneck where if they're not there uh, or like if they have five other things that they have to do, then you just have to wait because you can't help yourself. Right. I mean, I had the idea of like um, uh, the example, suppose I am a project manager, right? Um, I'm putting my project manager hat on and I know that Carlos is the checkout guy, 
Like, I know I can reach out to Carlos. Yo, Carlos, take care, take care of this checkout story because I know you are the person for the job, Carlos. Take that. Take it. Take the story. Um, what ends up happening is Carlos then, you know, if he goes on vacation or has to leave, then, you know, that checkout story will take longer because Carlos isn't around to be the checkout guy anymore. So that's something that I want to, like, mention for people who want the speed of getting the feature out quickly is that it's not always this the how fast you get it out it's whether the team understands the entire code base enough so that they can play any role and it's not just carlos to check out <laughs> right sometimes carlos doesn't die when he gets hit by the bus he just gets maimed and can't come back to work for like a month yeah, yeah. Imagine that, right? Like, and then, and then, what are you gonna do? You gotta call Carlos at his at the hospital bed, oh, like when he has cartoon. a full body cast on, and you just kind of slide a keyboard <laughs> under his fingertips so that he can then type. Like that would be cruel. <laughs> We're gonna need a trigger warning for this episode. <laughs> I think another way that you can uh, try to reduce bias factor is to try to like encourage. Uh, people to lean into learning and teaching each other which is kind of a form i guess of asynchronous pairing but like if people are like broadcasting and teaching the people around them uh, the things that they're learning in some kind of a helpful way to the team then that can be pretty helpful as well do you think that pull requests is a good tool for reducing bus factor yeah, definitely. I think code reviews force somebody to at least look at the code and try to understand it enough to make some sensible comments. I think it can also be sort of a way of detecting if you have a bus factor problem, if a bunch, if nobody feels comfortable reviewing a particular pull request, everybody's like, ah, you know, I, I don't really feel qualified to comment on this because I don't really know what's going on. That's a red flag. Oh my god! I've been in that situation before, and it was like, oh, <laughs> like I don't. It's like, oh no, I've become the guy, and yeah, it can be can be really challenging to get get out of that. In that case, if you find yourself in that situation, then I would definitely recommend like uh, trying to be personal about personable about code reviews and like actually doing it synchronously, um, or like making yourself very available to questions and uh, guiding people, providing the context that they need to be comfortable reviewing the code. Yeah, also mob code reviews or even mob pairing on features, another good way to reduce bus factor. Mobbing. We got we to talk about mobbing. What are some reasons why people might not want to minimize their bus factor? What are some arguments you might get? The job security, bro. Only I can fix the checkout page, bro. Only I can do it. And then that way that person is the 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 organization is essentially dependent on the person who was responsible for that important feature. Is what I have in mind. I mean, I think that's like a in, like it comes to mind, not that I don't know if that's ever possible, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. It's like Totally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh and it could also be that there are like incentives in place that like encourage a particular person to act in a way that like reinforces a bus factor like if i have a bonus that i'm going to get 
if this thing never has a problem, then I'm going to be like on top of that and fix it as quickly as possible. And I'm not going to trust anyone else to do it because like I have a mortgage I need to pay. And I need that bonus, baby. (laughs) Right, exactly. I've seen pre-assigning tickets incentivize people to uh, hoard knowledge on a particular section of the code because when it comes time to estimate, you you don't want to overcommit to more tickets than you can actually finish in a sprint. So if you, if you know a bunch of tickets are going to get pre-assigned to you, there's an incentive to make sure that there are a couple of areas of the code base where you are the expert and you can estimate with a higher degree of accuracy so that you can always get your work for the sprint done, even if it comes at the expense of anybody else knowing that section of the code base. My argument is that it's called an estimate because you are estimating the work that you can do. And I think the 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 you should allow other individuals to be able to estimate work that they can do anywhere. But I'm just protective of this section of the code base because it's important to me and I want to make sure that it works. And I don't just I just don't trust you to do as good of a job as I will. That's great, but you'll be going on vacation next week, William. And when I say vacation, it might be that bus that's coming out in the middle of the street. Oh. <laughs> no, sending the bus after him. This is like a like a final destination curse like by a, a gypsy in the street. <laughs> Sopranos or something. But the idea is that, like, yeah, yes, if you are super protective of your code, I can totally understand that. But it it won't benefit the team when ultimately or eventually i won't say ultimately because that sounds even more grim but eventually you may be out of the office unless you're not taking vacation you that you live breathe lines of code then uh and the work-life balance for you is just work work balance then i mean i i I don't have an argument against that look bobby we have a big release coming i can't wait around for you to figure out how to do this I'm the one who's going to save the day here. And you can save it by pairing. And I know maybe, hey, you might think that that'll slow people down. And by all means, it could. But knowledge transfer is important. We need that bus factor as high as possible. So stop hogging up on the code. (laughs) I think we need to wait until next quarter. Right now, what we need is speed. I got to ship this feature. I can't wait for you to learn how to do this. He's oh, got the yeah. need for speed. Can't, <laughs> can't let that bus factor go speed. below um, 55 miles an up. hour. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my Sandra Bullock's oh, going to blow up. <laughs> oh, my God. We did it. We brought it all back. We tied it all together. We tied it all together. So if you're listening to this, uh, first of all, Look both ways before you cross and get to work. Don't look at the PR on your phone and ensure that when you are at work, um, try your best to increase that number, that vacation factor, that honeymoon factor. Well, you want to have one honeymoon. <laughs> that's the ideal. But the vacation factor is important. Make sure you had that number of vacations high. Um, don't get hit by a bus. Uh, that way, the team can streamline its process and release features without too much of a bottleneck. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? 
give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.